Chapter 3 Marco yelled for a while. Jake made us promise never to do something that stupid again. And Cassie, being Cassie, got everyone to make up and be friends again. We aren't supposed to be rescuing animals, Marco said. We're supposed to be rescuing the entire human race from being enslaved by the Yerks. I thought you didn't want to save the world, Marco, I pointed out. He scowled at me, but there's no point in scowling at me. With my face, I can outscowl anyone. You're right, Marco said. But since all of you guys think you have to save the world, and since you're all my friends, more or less, I figure someone has to keep you from being total idiots. Marco is the most reluctant of the Animorphs. Although, actually, he's the one who came up with the word Animorph. And he's been in with us from the start. Marco just thinks we should look out for ourselves and our own families. Marco and I will probably never be very close. He's a typical smart aleck kind of guy. Always confident. Always has some funny or sarcastic thing to say. He's short, or at least he's not very tall. I guess girls think he's cute because he has this long brown hair and dark eyes. Jake grinned at Marco. So, you're the one who has to rescue all of us from being idiots? Boy, if Marco's the sensible one, we're all in serious trouble, Rachel said. Everyone laughed. Jake gave Marco an affectionate punch in the shoulder. Just the same, it's nice of you to want to save us all. It's almost sweet. Marco made a face and grabbed one of Rachel's pillows to throw at Jake. Marco and Jake are absolute opposites, although they've been buds forever. Jake is big. Not football player big, but solid. Jake is one of those people who are natural leaders. If you were ever trapped in a burning building, you would turn to Jake and ask, What do we do? And he would have an answer, too. You can tell he and Rachel are cousins. They're both kind of determined people. I have to get going, Cassie said. I have horses to feed and bird cages to clean. Don't say the word cage around Tobias. Marco said. He'll do some guerrilla, commando, ninja, SWAT team, hawk from hell attack on the center, and he'll talk Rachel into stomping your house flat. Everyone laughed, because we all knew why Cassie had bird cages. Her father and mother are both veterinarians. Her mom works for the gardens, which is this huge zoo and amusement park. Her dad runs the wildlife rehabilitation center in the barn on their family farm. The center takes in wild animals that are sick or hurt and cares for them. The cages Cassie had to get home to clean were filled with sparrows with broken wings and eagles who'd been shot and seagulls who'd gotten tangled in trash. Cassie is our expert on animals. She also gets us access to animals to morph. She's a gentle person. She can also morph better than any of us. Everyone stood up and started to go. You coming to buy us? Jake asked me. No, not right away. I think I'll fly around. It's a nice night. Cool, he said. I'll put some food up in your attic for you in case you get home late. I don't want anything getting at it, though. Can you open one of those Rubbermaid things? I saw the way the others kind of looked away when Jake mentioned the attic. They feel sorry for me. I can get it open, I said. Just be careful. You know, Tom. Tom is Jake's big brother. Tom is one of them. Everyone said goodnight. I saw Cassie and Jake touch their hands together 
in a way that could almost have been accidental. Then they were all gone. All but me and Rachel. I don't like thinking of you living in a cold attic, Rachel said. I'm okay, I said. I wondered if I should tell her what I had seen, the darkness within darkness, the hole in the sky. But the truth was, even I didn't know what it was. And it would just worry her. And she worried about me too much. Good night, I said. Yeah, take care of yourself, Tobias. I flew out through her window into the night. Rachel's sad eyes seemed to follow me. I hated the way they all felt sorry for me. All they could see was that I was not what I used to be. All they saw was that I had no home. But they didn't really understand. I hadn't had a real home since my parents died. I was used to being alone. And I had the sky. <laughs>